just I just just speak my peace keep my peace what's good everybody welcome to episode 87 of wow 87 man that's we're creeping up on another milestone but welcome to episode 87 of the speak my peace podcast as always i'm your gracious host greg lacy um before we start everything i do want to say Happy heavenly birthday to one of my guardian angels, Geneva Carter. Um, her birthday will be the day that I'm releasing this this episode. So um, huge. I don't want to say shout out, but many, 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 many thanks for for everything that that woman has done. Um, she's not with us today, so we're celebrating her heavenly birthday. Um, once again, happy birthday to Miss Geneva Carter. Um, and then on that same breath. Prayers out to the victims of the families, to the individuals who lost their lives um, due to the, the mass shooting that occurred in, in Colorado this past week. Um, another incident of a pale-faced domestic terrorist walking in a, in a public establishment and taking the lives of, of innocent people. Um, it's, it's just sad. Obviously, the, the conversation around uh, gun control has reoccurred and has come back up, but we know what this country is about, and it's just going to continue to be a conversation. Um, so for what it's worth, man, rest in peace to the individuals who lost their lives in this mass shooting in Colorado, to the individuals that lost their lives in a mass shooting in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, the previous week. It, it's we're in crazy times. The world is opening back up, and now. Mass shootings are starting to occur again. It's it's very unfortunate, but this is the state we in here in America. I know we have worldwide listeners um tuning into the Speak One Peace podcast, but here in America, that's that's our um that that's one of our norms. Not to start off on a somber note, um again, welcome to the Speak One Peace podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify uh apple google wherever the case may be thank you for tuning in if you're viewing on youtube shout out to all my youtube viewership can't thank y'all enough how important it is that you all continue to tune in um as i said in the opening remarks man we're, we're creeping up on another milestone and the only reason why we're here and the only reason why i keep pushing is because you all encourage me to keep on going and i'm forever grateful for you all um, for that, and I'm, I know I say it a lot. And I'm going to continue to express that, but I, I am definitely grateful for um, all the support. Um, for my listeners that don't follow me on social media, you want to uh, see updates as far as like I know this past week, some of you may have been working on Thursday uh, for the episode to release, and it didn't come out, and it came out on Friday. Um, I did update, you know, the people who follow on social media. But if you do want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Speak My Peace Pod on Instagram. Again, that handle is Speak My Peace Pod on Instagram. Don't have a Facebook page yet. Um, I am working on it. Probably will never get a Twitter page. I may get a Twitter page, but I probably won't do anything but tweet out the episodes and clips from the episodes, and that's probably uh, uh, that's probably about it. But for right now, the only social media handle we have is the Speak My Peace Pod on Instagram. So make sure you are following that. To get weekly updates, to see clips and, and things like that. Um, I don't even know where to start this episode. I don't know if I started with the usual. I hope that this episode is reaching you all a good health because that that's still very important, especially as the world is starting to open back up. Some places um, overseas are starting to experience the third wave of the coronavirus pandemic, um, but health is still first and foremost what matters the most in, in these days. In these times, so I hope that you all are still um, taking care of yourselves and uh, protecting your loved ones, and just staying out of harm's way in, in regards to um, as far as health is concerned uh, with the, dealing with this pandemic. I do apologize in advance to my YouTube viewership because I'm definitely going to be on my phone a lot, um, just because I got a lot of notes. I got a lot of things that I've been jotting down this past week, and it's 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 i just want to make sure that i touch off on everything that 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 it came across my mind as cliche as it sounds and i hate you can see the pain on my face for you all watching on youtube i hate to say this but like this week the topics that came out this week and then what this episode is 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 um centered around it chose me it was like 
it was hard for me not to it was hard for me to ignore the constant constant themes that I kept seeing over this past week since the release of episode 86 and not covering this episode like I was like okay this is the first conversation I had um this is a, a topic that I've seen covered and then this is another conversation I had and it was just like a constant repeating cycle of just like this underlying theme and that theme um was just misogyny over the past week and again this week the month of March is Women's History Month and so I felt like this is I had to use my platform because what is a platform for if you don't speak about things that that matter the most to you um and so I have to use my platform to express my thoughts and and invent about how I feel about certain things and the conversations I have and things I see occurring um outside of my home whether that be on social media whether that be uh outside of social media whether that be conversation with friends whatever case it may be just things that I encounter things that just don't sit right with me um as I said, this is Women's History Month, and the underlying theme of things that I've been seeing over the past week has dealt heavily with misogyny. Um, the first thing I want to say, because you know, one thing that is aligned with that, that a lot of y'all will probably expect me to cover, that I'm not going to get into, just because it's not my place, is because it's not not it's not enough information readily available to the public to know. It's a lot of just nastiness back and forth, um, and it's hard to decipher what's wrong and what's right what's incorrect what's false and what's simply an allegation and that first one being um the alleged sexual assaults of of deshaun watson um i think they're up to like 14 plus i think i think it's like he's been accused of sexual assault by the 14th individual i think that's the number that we're at that's an insane amount of people to allege an action against you and I'm not the one to where I'm going to pick sides. For the, for damn sure, I'm not going to victim blame. Or I'm not going to victim shame. I guess they're the same thing. But I'm not going to also just take sides of someone just because of I am a fan of them. And for all of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I don't follow football. especially or I don't follow NFL, I should say. Not football. I don't follow the NFL. Um, but Deshaun Watson is one of the athletes that I have been a big fan of for the past couple of years. And so when I first seen the news break out that all these sexual, that all these allegations would come across, it, it sucked. But again, more stuff become, started to become more available. And I had to just think back to just me being a human and knowing that these are allegations until they are proven otherwise. And so for that reason... I am not going to get into Deshaun Watson's sexual assault allegations. I do have thoughts on that, but this is not the time or place to share that just because of it's brand new. Whether you believe it's right, whether you believe they're accurate, whether you believe they're false, um, that's up to you. I'm not using my platform to help you shape your opinion, how I feel and what I believe. I'm going to keep that to myself because that is not something you share in public, especially in the times that we're in with, with victim shaming and victim blaming when it comes to sexual assaults, um, sexual assault and sexual harassment. Um, on that same note, though, standing in a bucket of NFL, man, I seen a story a couple of days ago with a um, rookie, the Patriots rookie, Justin Heron, I believe his name, stopping the sexual assault. I guess he was walking in a park. He was just taking a stroll in a park in uh, Arizona, and he heard a woman crying for help. A 71-year-old woman, a retired teacher in Arizona, was crying for help, screaming for help. And just her luck, this offensive lineman for a professional NFL team had to be you know, within the vicinity to hear her, her, her screams and her far cries. And he was able to stop that. And this is all going to tie into the, the overlining message of, of this episode. So don't think that you all are getting lost. Don't think that I'm, I don't want to feel like I'm losing you all because um, we're definitely going to circle back and you're going to see why I'm covering it. But um, it's just crazy. It's like the reality of, of the life of a woman and the effect the influence that males assert over their lives is just it's it's wild it's something that i couldn't fathom it's something that you if you're listening to this in your mail you couldn't fathom because 
we live such a privileged life of not being I'm not going to say that males are not subjected to sexual harassment because that's that's a false narrative. But in a sense of, of being overpowered, um, in a sense of something just occurring because someone knows of the the narratives around your gender. Someone knows the false um, stereotypes that that comes with you being the gender that you are. Um, we don't have to deal with that too much. So imagine, you know, you going through your entire life, you're being subjected to whether it's catcalling, whether it's potential sexual assault, whether it's sly remarks, whether it's men, you know, trying to just use you in any way and take advantage of you. And then here you are in the later stages of life and you still have to deal with that. 71 year old woman was sexually as was was about to be sexually assaulted. Had not this young, this six foot five, two hundred plus pound professional athlete had been in the vicinity to stop that. And this is the reality. This is the reality of almost every woman. In some shape or form, a woman is either sexually assaulted, assaulted, either sexually assaulted or physically abused in some way by a man something that we would never think to do to another male just because of you know the fear that comes with that retaliation and so we have this mind state to where we believe that because there's not going to be any retaliation or if there is a retaliation you know we can assert our physical dominance over the victim to ensure that we are getting um what we want out of the situation just imagine living your life and knowing that there are billions of people, millions of people in this world that believes that about you. And so now your entire life, <clears throat> you have to be on defense because you know the possibility of, of something like this happening. And this is not <clears throat> this is not a, 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 a issue that that happens one time. This is not a. Uh, what is a this is not a, a standalone issue. This is something that occurs probably almost hourly all across the globe. This is what women are subjected to. And it's unfortunate. But that's another reason why <clears throat> I had to use this episode, use this pat platform, use this podcast to express my distrust, to express my dismay to actions like that. Because I'm I'm for one, if I haven't said it before. Um, I'm against it. You know, episode 70, I covered a lot of things in regards to the inequality with women. Um, in previous episodes, I have, I have also covered it, but 70 being the most recent to where I really got in and that whole entire episode was centered around it. Um, it's just like we can't continue to be silent about things like this. We, me personally, I'm against inequality. And that's why, and I hate to use a male reference within this podcast, so we're bigging up women, but that's why I am so connected. That's why I'm so inspired by, by Malcolm X. You know, a lot of people, they see Malcolm X and they, they think of, you know, black pride and black power and things like that. The one thing that, that has drawn, drawn me to Malcolm X since I was a child has always been just his fight for humanity. Yes, his fight was for black people, but his fight was just for the sake of us being sought, us being looked at as humans, not us being looked at as equal to another race, but to all races, all religions, everyone, no matter where you come from, being looked at as an equal being. Because at the end of the day, we all are equal beings. No matter who you answer to, no matter what religion you you uh, subscribe to, um, if you don't subscribe to a religion, we are all beings and we are all equal beings. And that is the underlying tone in this fight. And this is the same thing that goes for women. Yes, gender, the genders may be different. But at the end of the day, we are all beings. We are all subjected to the same rights. We are all subjected to the same goals. We are all subjected to the same dreams. Um... 
there should be no limitation. There should be no cap on those things. But there are. We know about the, the disparity in between the pay between male and, and, and female. We know about, you know, how women are sought at or how women are looked at as far as, you know, the the structure of a household. We know what is expected of a woman. We know what burdens we expect women to carry in terms of relationships uh, or male to female relationships, um, heterosexual relationships, I should say. Um, we know all of these things and yet they still, they carry all this stuff, carry all this baggage and they still excel in their lives. One thing about sexual assault, again, I'm not getting into Deshaun Watson, um, but one thing, a common thing that I always see in regards to sexual assault is this common idea of like when things like this happen. Um, you can use the Deshaun Watson case. You can use another case. You can use whatever case it may be. There are times that happen to where, and not all sexual assaults are actually sexual assaults. I should I should also say that sometimes it's just you know someone someone may have felt like they may have been done wrong and they want to get some type of vengeance on someone, and so they claim sexual assault, and then that's tried in court and found out that it was a, a false uh, allegation. I should shine a light on that as well because those things do happen. But that's not the point. Um, getting back to one thing that I think a common thing and a common thought that I see all the time on social media is when like sexual assault happens, the response amongst males is like, we can't we can't do anything with women because if we do, we are going to be the tribe for sexual assault. Or they're going to allege sexual assault. Or they're going to allege rape. That's not true. We have to stop that. That thought, that thinking, it, it's not true. Yes, there are people who falsely allege sexual assault against males. But for the most part, that doesn't matter in the sense of how we interact with women. Because if you truly believe that you cannot interact with a woman without being potentially subjected to uh, a sexual assault or rape charge, then you shouldn't be interacting with a woman. You should seek help. You should look into yourself and look for answers to see what you are doing wrong. Because if that's what you believe, that means you are moving foul. And that's that's just the bottom line. Um, it's a it's a false narrative, and we have to learn how to operate the same way. We have to learn how to operate with the opposite sex the same way the opposite sex has to learn how to operate in a male dominated world. We don't hear females complain about the, the, the things that are set up against them. We don't hear females complain about how you know they, they aspire to be the owner of this company, even though for the past 300 years, it has only been males. And the only reason why it keeps being males is because they're passing it down to the people that they know and the people they have relationships with and the people that they are related to and things like that. We don't hear them complain about that. They, they go into these situations and they fight through whatever they have to fight through and they get to the top. Some of you may be lost. You may say, you know, where, where is comparisons and not drawing parallels? What I mean is that they had to operate in this world knowing that they are a minority and that everything that they aspire for is damn near inattainable. I don't know if inattainable is a word, but it's damn near inattainable because of this world is not ready to see women in that light in, in leadership roles. Yet they still excel in these areas. And that should be the same thing. It should just be the same mindsets that we have in this world when dealing with women. If you feel like you can't interact with women without being charged with sexual assault. Then you need to reconfigure your approach. You need to reconfigure your morals. You need to reconfigure your values. Because I promise you it's not that hard. To, to to operate within this world and interact with women, whether that be intimately, platonically, wherever the case it may be, 
it's, it's not that hard. It's not hard at all. I should not say not that hard. It's not hard at all. So we have to continue to dispel this narrative because it's not true. If you believe that, then you are the problem. Then you are probably seeking out things that you shouldn't be seeking out. You're probably using your privilege as a male thinking that you can get whatever you want. And when things don't go right, you try to assert your dominance over another gender or over another individual because of their gender. You think that you are entitled. We we as males, we think we are entitled to a lot of things. It's, it's because of pride. It's because of ego. It's because of what the world tells us that, that we're capable of and all these different things. But that we have to get rid of that because that is what's tearing us down. We can't demean someone. We can't take advantage of someone just because of their gender. Just because of of, of a uh, a narrative that's going around about a certain gender. Just because of a stereotype that has been plastered throughout this country, been plastered throughout humanity of a certain gender. We can't assert our dominance. We don't have any dominance. They have the power. And until we believe that, until we know that, we're going to continue to find ourselves in situations that's going to get us in trouble. We have to learn to make this world a little easier for them. Not because they need it, but because they work damn hard for it. Like, I got nieces now. I've been had sisters, I've been had mother, been had grandmother, aunties, and things like that. And and I have loved all of them and I have cared for all of them. But now I have, like, little people that I care about dearly. And I'd be damned if I don't do what I can to ensure that the world that I'm living in or the world that they're going to grow up in is a little better, is a little easier for them. Not because they need it, but because they deserve it. Because I would hate to see the same thing, the same patterns that has been reoccurring throughout this, this country and this world to also be implied or instilled within their lives. That would be the last thing I would ever want to see. And honestly, the only way that we do that is we just change the norm. We change the, the terms that we use. We change the way we operate. We change the way we interact. We change what we believe we're entitled to when it all comes into the opposite sex. Speaking of terms, I was watching um the... Texas A&M and who was it? I forget who they was playing. Um, but last night, just last night, I was watching the Texas A&M game, um, women's, uh, college women's basketball. And during the um, pregame, the the reporter was speaking to um, the star player. I forget her name. But uh, she had hit a game winner. And the reporter was talking to her. And she kept referring to the team as guys. This is a team full of women. And she just kept saying guys. It was a woman reporter. And I was just like, it was it blew my mind that she continued to use this 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 phrase, but it's just like this is where we are in this country. That we as males have been so entitled to certain things that we even use terms that are gender specific and use it as if it's a, a natural term. Or not natural. We use it as if it's a neutral term. And that's what that's one way how I make this world a little better for my nieces as they continue to as they continue to grow and operate within this in this world. Like small things like that. Some of you may not think that it's not that big of a deal and just a term and don't hurt no people. No, it's it's a big of a deal because that's part of the misogynistic ways. That's part of the the misogynistic privilege. I don't know if misogynistic privilege. I don't know if misogynistic privilege is a thing. But I'm making it a thing. That's part of the misogynistic privilege that we have in this world that we can address a group of females, a group of women as as males. And no one bats an eye, no one thinks anything wrong. I understand the ways that I've been in the past, but that's the perfect, that's the best part about change is that people have to get uncomfortable. We have to feel uncomfortable using terms that we are used to. That's just the bottom line. I should not 
have to watch a woman's basketball game and hear the entire team be referred to as guys. We should be referring to them as you all. If you want to call them you women. If you want to say y'all. If you want to say the team. It's, it's so many different. There's so many other different words that you can use to address this group. Because you don't know of that entire group. Um, what they identify as. And it's just the thoughtfulness. And it's just the. Inconsiderateness. I don't know if inconsiderate is a word. I'm using a lot of words that I don't know are actually words in this pod, in this episode. Um, but it's just being inconsiderate and not thinking about how this is affecting other people. And the the women who are called that probably don't think it was a big idea, but I do. Again, I have niece that are that are growing up in this world, and they are going to be subjected to the same thing. Or I should say, I'll be damned if they are subjected to the same thing that their mothers and grandmothers and aunties and great-grandmothers were subjected to in this country. If I can do anything to, to change that, then I'm going to try to change that. We have to get rid of those old norms. The disrespect in women. The being inconsiderate towards women. The believing women are lesser than because of their gender. We have to get rid of that. And speaking of sports, that leads me to the first thing that that really, really um, drove everything home in regards to this episode. This is actually the first thing that I saw. Then the Deshaun Watson thing happened. Then the Justin Haran thing happened. And then the South Carolina post-game interview happened. But this was the first thing that happened literally after I recorded the last uh, episode. There was this um, there was this post. There was a conversation about a quote that Shaq said on um, NBA TNT last week. Literally after I recorded this podcast. Um, they were speaking about ratings and why the ratings for WNBA is down. And Shaq, Shaq suggested that. If they lowered the hoops, the rims for the WNBA, that they would get more ratings and people will watch more WNBA games. Shaq, I don't know. In the past two years, especially this year, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's the pandemic. Shaq has said a lot of stupid things in regards to basketball, whether that's male or female. He has said a lot of stupid things, and I don't know what's getting into him because he used to be like one of my favorite. Um, he used to be—I guess you can call him a character because he's like he's playing a role now on NBA TNT. But he used to be one of my favorite characters on NBA TNT, and now he's just like he—he's—he's he's starting to become this pundit with terrible takes, and his defense every time he has a terrible take is that he's a champion, and that's getting off topic. So Shaq said that quote, and I'm in this Facebook group, the sports group, where we you know talk about sports, sports analysis, and things like that. Um, shout out to SSAW, but um, this quote was posted in there, and people, I was the first person to comment on the quote, and I just stated that it was um, it was stupid. I said that that the, that the quote was stupid, um, and that it was misogynistic privilege, if if that is a thing. And what I mean by misogynistic privilege is that for Shaq to believe that the only reason why ratings are down is because women aren't dunking is because he's a male. And so he's blind to the actual reason. He's not blind. He's ignoring the actual reason why people are not tuning in to WNBA games. They can lower the rim to w for a WNBA and women can do between the link, between the blah, 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 between the leg dunks. And people still will not tune in because they are women. That's what I mean by misogynistic privilege. He totally omitted the the misogynistic values that this country was built upon and went straight to what they need to do is fix it, fix something within themselves. That's a privilege. We don't tune in to I'm going to say me. I'm a casual basketball. I'm not a casual basketball fan. I'm like a real basketball fan. It has been, have been my entire life. Um, I don't tune in to watch the NBA because I want to see dunks. Like, I'm not three years old. Dunks don't wow me. 
I tune in to watch the NBA because of skill. Kyrie Irving is one of the my favorite players to watch because he is so crafty. James Harden is one of my favorite players to watch because he is so crafty. Kevin Durant, I just think it's crazy that those people are on the same team. Kevin Durant is one of my favorite players to watch because what he does at his height, we've never seen it before. Yes, all of them can dunk. Do they dunk frequently? No, but they can't dunk. But I don't tune in to watch either of them just to see them dunk. I tune in to watch them because it's like, like Jesus Shuttlesworth said, it's poetry in motion. When I see Kyrie Irving face, when I see two defenders in front of Kyrie Irving, I am thoroughly intrigued by, okay, what is coming next? Because anybody else in that situation, they're either going to throw the ball away or they're going to turn it away, turn it over. But somehow Kyrie Irving gets out of these situations unscathed. James Harden put him on the island with the best defender in the league. He's going to get a shot off. I am intrigued by that because anybody else, they're going to pass that ball away because they don't want to be altered. They don't want their shot altered or they don't want that possession stopped because of them. Kevin Durant, this man is seven foot with the ball at the three-point line, doing hesitations, getting to the baseline and shooting fadeaways, doing between the legs, doing behind the backs, doing switch, and getting to his spots and, and, and rising up as a seven-footer. I am thoroughly intrigued to see what Kevin Durant does when he has the ball 10 feet behind the three-point line and a defender face guarding him. Because any other seven-footer wouldn't even have the basketball out there. But Kevin Durant, for some reason, is constantly getting the basketball out there. So that's the first thing. We don't tune in, Shaq. We don't tune in to the basketball games to see people dunk. I understand how you got the majority of your points and your career was above the rim. But we don't tune in to watch people dunk. And I can, I can, I can confidently say that for most basketball fans, most basketball fans I, I've had conversations with, I know that they don't turn in, they don't tune into basketball games just to see people dunk. So that's the first thing. The second thing is ratings are down again because they are women. We can think of some of the most successful women here at home. The LA Sparks is one of the most successful WNBA franchises in its, his, in its short history because WNBA has not been around for too long. And they are in a big market like L.A. And they still don't get a lot of, of viewership. And they don't get a lot of fans. When I was young, um, growing up in Compton, that was like a, a, a frequent um, field trip for my um, for my for uh, the basketball team because the, t- the tickets were cheap. Like I, I've been to a handful of Sparks games when, when Lisa Leslie was a Spark. And I was right there close to the court because those tickets are cheap because people are not interested in seeing women play basketball. Think about the down years where the NBA teams or not the NBA teams, the male Olympic teams, basketball teams had down years and, 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 and didn't win in gold medals in those years, the women did and people still didn't pay attention to women despite how successful they were those summers. Same thing with soccer. The, the women's soccer team, USA women's soccer team, Olympic soccer team, are one of the most successful teams over the past couple years than any other sport, than any other event. And yet they're still out here fighting for equal pay. You don't see too many, you won't catch too many of their games on the TV because people are just like it's it's hard to sell those spots as prime time spots because here in the United States we don't care about that. This is why when we have things like women directing movies or women starring in movies and, and, and women leading in movies and, and leaving in T V shows, it's why it's like it's it's such a big deal when when um award season come around because this country is turned off 
turned away. I shouldn't say turned off because I want to sound like a pun. This country is turned away at the fact of a woman being the lead in, it, in anything, whether that's a show, a movie, um, behind the cameras, uh, the top of a company, the top of a, of a sports team, the the lead developer in, 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 in IT, um, the lead scientist, the lead mathematician, uh, a pilot, a doctor, whatever the case may be. People are turn people turn their cheeks up at that idea. And so that is the real reason, Shaq, why the ratings are down in the WNBA. Yes, if women dunked in a WNBA game, it would be a little more exciting. I'm not going to admit, I'm not going to try to act like that's not going to be exciting because it will be because women don't dunk that frequently in the WNBA. But I'm not going to say that that's going to make ratings go up because the fact of the matter is this country does not care about women's sports. That's why when we see things like the WNBA have uh, their playoffs and not that many people are tuning in. That's why you see it on ESPN Plus or ESPN 2 or ESPN 3 because everyone else is tuned into ESPN. You can't have that interfere with ESPN. That's the reason why the women's NCAA basketball tournament had to be offset from the days of the men's basketball tournament because if it's on the same day, people are only going to tune in to one. Granted, the women's basketball tournament is just as exciting as the male's basketball tournament. Like I'm watching now, um, one of my favorite um, hoopers, or two of my favorite hoopers, I should say, um, over the past couple of years has been Haley Van Lift, the young guard at Louisville, and Zaya Cook, um, the young guard at, at South Carolina. Um, two of my favorite, two of my favorite players. No matter, no matter the the gender. Aside from that, we got big ticket Paige Buckers or Buchers. I don't know how to say her last name at UConn. We got Caitlin Clark in Iowa. Um, I forget what the other girl name is that that go to Syracuse. But there are a lot of big name. I'm not gonna say big name. But there are a lot of star athletes in the college ranks right now that are must see TV. But we're not tuning into it because they're women. Like, let's be real with ourselves, Shaq. It's not. It has nothing to do with dunks. We don't want to tune in. I'm not going to say we. America has not accepted accepted the idea of women leader in anything. And until that day comes, they are not going to tune in and dollars are not going to accumulate for a woman a woman-led sport. And that's the bottom line. So it was male privilege for him to even think that Lowering a rim will fix the idea. Because we can lower the rim and we're still not going to tune in. The average male, you can ask your friend, you can do a poll on Instagram, do a poll on Twitter. The average male couldn't tell you five WNBA players without Googling off the top of their head. Let's, just, let's keep it a stack. They can't tell you the three best WNBA players off the top, active WNBA players off the top of their head without Googling. Because people are just not interested. And I, and me saying that is like me making a case against what I'm trying to say. But I'm saying this is the reason why that idea is just it, it's, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. And we have to get rid of this type of thinking. Thinking that the reason why certain things are a certain way for women is because of them. That, that's not the case, never has been the case, and never will be the case. It's because of us. We have to look into ourselves and we have to change our everyday operatives. And what I mean by that is, for every three NBA games you watch, watch a WNBA game. For every three college games you watch, watch a women's college game. For every three baseball games you watch, watch a women's softball game. For every male albums and music, wherever the genre it is, buy two women albums or stream two women albums. For every male-founded apparel company that you invest in, invest in two women-founded apparel companies. For every male-dominated podcast you listen to, Listen to a women-dominated podcast. 
Like we have to change things so it becomes easy and becomes the norm. Like we have to program ourselves. That's the word I'm looking for. We have to program ourselves. Because until we do that, we're going to continue down the same path of, of, of doing things wrong and, and making things hard for the other gender, the other, the other gender, which shouldn't, should never be the case. And I don't understand why it is the case, but it is what it is, but it's up to us to change that. And the funny thing about what Shaq said or what he thought he was saying, it was that literally a day after that, the incident happened with NCAA. Speaking of the NCAA, um, incident happened with the NCAA where the Oregon Ducks, uh, blah, blah, blah. The Oregon Ducks forward, um, what's her name? Uh, Sedona Price, or Prince, or is it Price? Uh, Sedona Prince, where she had exposed the NCAA because of what they were subjected to with their weight rooms in comparison to what the male weight rooms look like. For those of you who don't know the backstory, Sedona, she plays for the Oregon Ducks. Uh, basketball team and they are in a bubble just like the males um basketball team inside the uh current uh um march madness bracket uh are as well so i guess she went to the weight room and what she was welcomed with was literally a room like a like it's probably as big as the room i am now and it had a table with yoga mats and it had a, a dumbbell rack but across from them they had damn near a whole gymnasium, the, the width of, of an NBA basketball floor to where they had weight racks, they had squat benches, they had bench press benches, they had dumbbells, they had uh, kettlebells, and it was just, it was lavish. And this was a compare and contrast literally right there in their face of uh, what the women were subjected to and what the males were subjected to. And this was another instance of that misogynistic privilege the founders of the NCAA how this happened who approved this I have no idea but the people who run NCAA thought that this was a good idea because for what I guess they thought that women don't lift they thought that women weren't going to be so um intrigued with weightlifting or training during this 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 tournament that is literally like a once in a lifetime thing for many uh athletes they felt like they didn't want to waste their time or waste their money and invest in that and so she took to tiktok and let me say one thing tiktok i'm not on tiktok but tiktok for this generation has been one of the greatest tools because i've seen a lot of educational things um come out of a TikTok. I've seen a lot of people express things like this, use their platforms to to, to showcase um, things like this on TikTok. And for that reason, I think TikTok has become like one of my favorite social media platforms, even though I don't have one, because I continue to see positive things that come out of these TikToks. But anyway, she, you know, went to the gym, went to go work out, and she found this, 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 this eight by four weight room with a yoga mat table, in a dumbbell station, one dumbbell station, opposed to what the males in the in, in the same in the same sport on the same stage has has gotten. And this is because the NCAA for the first part, for the first and foremost, I don't know how the NCAA feel like they can get away with this because they are making billions of dollars off these athletes at no cost in the first place. They they they're they're driving in so much revenue from these tournaments. Obviously, they're they're making more money from the male tournament because, as I just stated, people are going to tune in to male-dominated things before they tune in to female-led things. That's that's where we are in America. But the, that doesn't matter. The NCAA make billions of dollars off of both of these tournaments. Just these tournaments. We're not even going to speak about the entire seasons. Just these these tournaments. These couple weeks combined, they make a billion dollar each year annually. Off these tournaments so how they felt it was okay to spend money more towards a certain gender opposed to another gender 
it blows my mind. It really does because you're doing it. You're you're you're. It, it's it's no cost. <laughs> you're you're funding this tournament based off the money that they are generating for you because you're not paying these athletes. So how you think you can get off shortcutting or shorting one based on their gender? It's wild. But this is the same institution that I have told you all that is very similar to modern day slavery and what they're doing. And so I shouldn't be surprised by where their ethics and where their morals and where their values lie in terms to gender equality. Because we know how they feel about their athletes. They generate billions of dollars from a year's on and they don't pay them. And then once these kids try to generate their own money or generate their own dollars or do things like that, they are penalized. They are suspended. They, their amateur status is taken away and, and different things like that. So I shouldn't be surprised because they have shown us time and time again that they don't have any morals. They don't have any values. It's literally the rich get rich and the poor get poor. And in closing, I want to say this is not a this just like the first incident I opened up this this podcast this episode with. This incident is not an isolated incident. We see these things happen time over time again. Just just had to have been plastered across our TVs and on social media because of this girl using her platform to speak out against it. But we have to have to have to move away from this. I am tired of feelings needed to be hurt in order for someone to make a change or for order for someone to realize that, oh, that wasn't right. Like, change shouldn't come at the expense of disrespect or being inconsiderate of someone else. Yes, the incidentally went back days later and they expanded the women's locker room and they added more equipment. But why? They could have done this in the first place. And we see too many instances like this all across the world to where something is done wrong to a certain class of people, whether that's a certain gender, whether it's a certain religion, whether that's a certain race, whether that's a certain age, wherever the case it may be. We see people disrespecting other people at the expense of their feelings and then going back to fix it after they disrespect them, after someone expresses their dismay towards the action that was brought upon them. And then they go back and fix it. I'm tired of this needing to happen. George Floyd neck should not be nailed on for eight minutes for these idiot pigs to realize Oh, we can't strangle the sus we can't strangle the people who were detained. We can't threaten the lives of people we have detained. Ahmad Aubrey Ahmad Aubrey, sorry if I'm saying his name incorrectly. Ahmad Aubrey shouldn't have to die for certain people to say, Oh, maybe we should just mind our business. And leave people alone. Because if not, if they're not causing any harm to us. Then we shouldn't threaten. Or we shouldn't take their lives. These women athletes. Should not walk downstairs to a gym. That's 8 by 4 And then compare what they have. To what the males have. To what the men have. In order for. This establishment to say, oh, let's go back and build them a bigger gym now because they have complained about it and now we're in the spotlight. These things shouldn't happen. It just, it should not happen. But this goes back to what I have been speaking about in this podcast and on this specific episode. It's privilege. People are subjected to certain lives. People are subjected to certain things. Because they are privileged and they don't care who or how it affects anyone else 
other than themselves because they've lived a certain life and and have been privileged to a certain lifestyle. But we have to get rid of that. And I know the people that need to hear this probably not listening to this podcast, but that's up to y'all to share this episode so that it's reaching the masses and so that this message is spread across. We have to better ourselves. Males, I'm speaking to you all specifically. We have to better ourselves. We have to better how we operate within this world because we're moving sick out here. As a whole, we are moving sick out here and it's, 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 it's nasty. And these women should not be subjected to the lives that they are subjected to at the expense of their mental health, at the expense of their physical health. And we have to get rid of that. We have to make this life easier for them, not because they need it easier, but because we live a life that is easy because there are no threats to us. There is no other thing above us to where we are living in constant fear. We are that constant fear upon someone else. And so we have to rid of that. And that's all I have for this episode. Thank you all for tuning into the Speak My Peace podcast. As always, I'm Greg Lacey. If you're listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, whatever the case may be, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribing, leaving feedback, leaving comments, whatever the case may be. Share the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Before we get out of here, my what to watch for this week. We are going to... My what to watch for this week is respect. Or not respect. My what to watch for this week is Aretha on National Geographic. It's also available on Hulu too. But um, it's a it's an eight-part series that's currently airing on National Geographic, but it's also airing on Hulu the next day. Uh, go check that out. Once again, my what to watch for this week is Aretha, or Genius Aretha uh, on National Geographic and Hulu. That's a Sweet One Piece podcast for this week. I'm Greg Lacey. I'm out.